Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Edge of Fear podcast. Today, we are finishing up the second half of the Lucia episode. She was my guest on episode 25. In this final part of our episode, we talk about how we can connect with those around us by cleaning up our own lives, how we become totally disconnected from the people in our lives and the possibility for any change in our life when we are internalizing problems instead of facing them head on and the way that we are able to create from the space. So we create a space by resolving an issue and then from that space you're really able to deal with the problems in life or in your relationships a lot more head on and you're able to effectively deal with whatever comes up at any time. So I know that you guys will get a lot out of this episode. Thank you so much for coming back again and again. I love you. I love you. And I will see you on the other side. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Edge of Fear podcast, hosted by Liz Basil Lewison at Liz Without a Pillow. Each week, I'll be bringing you some different insights, lessons, and laughs with an end goal of a more empowered and authentically happier human race. Everybody's got a story and everybody's story is important. Let's do this. We all have a brain. We all have a heart or wherever your emotions come from. Who even knows? <laughs> I guess it is your brain. But anyways, like we all have those two parts. Like it's just very human. And then there's this whole, I think something that people don't acknowledge it, uh, easily at least is kind of like your inner battle. You know, like everyone has that. And there's like in yoga and like lots of different religions, they address this and talk about how there's this inner battle between the two different sides of what it means to be a human being. Right. And you're constantly battling over like which one is right and which one is overpowering. And I think honestly it all starts with the individual and then that just kind of goes out into family and then group and then community and then politics, like the whole world, you know, but it all starts from the individual. And I always found that really interesting in college. um, I was a global studies major and I remember we, studied a lot of these movements like feminism and you know all all sorts of politics and I always found this parallel that it was like things that the world is dealing with they always translate back into like things that the individual is dealing with and so I really think it's just this duality and you know like the yin and the yang and trying to figure out a balance between the two and something that I've gotten through landmark again is that (laughs) that they can exist together, you know, like they really can coexist. Uh, It's not a matter of like one winning and the other losing. It's really just a matter of being able to be with everything that's there because it's all going to be there. It's always all going to be there. Whatever's going on in your mind, logically or emotionally, like it's it's not going to disappear. Like your fears, your joys, like your intellectual side, it's always there. It's just a matter of like, coming to grips, I guess, with it being there and being okay with it. And then there's the whole, you know, concept of being whole and complete. And when you're able to finally like accept that that's there and then like create something beyond that, mm-hmm. that's, that's where like the true extraordinariness of life exists in, in humanity and what humans are capable of. Right. That's where you're able to like put into tangible form, like your self-expression exactly, because you're whole and complete because yeah. of the yin and the yang, because of the light and the dark. Yeah. That's why our negative self-talk is so intensely dark yeah. and evil of yeah. I fucking hate myself. I'm so fucking stupid. Yeah. This always fucking happens to me, whatever yeah. it is with expletives because <laughs> yeah. it's always really bad and yeah. harsh. You think you're the absolute fucking worst. And then like, you're good is like, 
look at me go. Like everybody gets that at some point or another where you're like in flow and you're like, look at me. I'm the fucking strongest, the fastest, the smartest, like whatever that moment is. And we're always kind of like in that, that fight, that argument between the yin and the yang. And because we don't want to accept it because we don't want to be both pieces and we totally are. It makes me think of that quote that like, we all have two wolves fighting whatever (laughs) inside of us or something. And there's a good wolf and a bad wolf. And the the little boy says like, well, which wolf wins? And he says, whichever you feed. And that's what the affirmations are. (laughs) Yeah. And so like, yeah. So like the affirmations are the positive messages that you have to tell yourself to like bring out the light, but the negative is still there. And I think recognizing it exactly what you said, like letting it be a part of you and like realizing that this is like, I, I need this also like yeah. the flowers need the rain to yeah, grow, you absolutely. know? And yeah, just like being with those emotions, I think is just, mm-hmm. that's like a prominent message. Jordan Peterson talks about it in um, the 12 rules for life about how like we all have this like order and chaos and we want you're, you're like either one or the other, but mm-hmm. we're all really just towing the line. Like yeah. you're either like so fucking rigid mm-hmm. that like your order is like the most important thing. And the moment yeah. something goes like, like slightly tweaked yeah. out of place, you like freak the fuck your out whole world falls apart, yeah. or you're like fully in chaos. Yeah. And like, you don't use a calendar yeah. <laughs> like we were talking about. Yeah. Um, and like you, you know, you're, Everything is in disarray because you don't want to accept responsibility for it. Yeah. You really mm-hmm. have to acknowledge that both wolves are part of you, both yeah. the light and the dark. And I loved what you said about there's always some sort of a microcosm of like what's going on on the world scale as mm-hmm. what's happening with the individual, because I think that that's really represents representative of like our connectedness. Yeah. And you just can't do something or not do something and have it not affect anyone. Yeah. Exactly. Literally. The butterfly effect. Yeah. Literally. Everything every single you thing you do affects like it has a huge impact. And that's the thing that a lot of people, myself included, like don't realize is right. that like you it, it's funny, like my brother in high school used to um always tell me like you are important, like you matter, like things yeah. like that, you know, and like back then I thought he was just like being silly or whatever. Right. But then sometimes he would like, you know, really say it without like kidding he would just be like, Hey, like you matter, you know. I remember one time I had this huge breakdown with like a guy and I went to my brother about it and he was like, Hey, like you matter, you know? And uh so anyway, so that's the my point is like you you, you matter but you also have an impact and mm-hmm. you get to choose what that impact is. But regardless, the impact is going to be there, (laughs) whether it's good or bad, whether it helps people or doesn't help people like it's you do just by being a human being and like having your word, you have an impact on other people. Every action that you take ends up affecting something else that then affects something else. It's the ripple effect. So, yeah, I agree. I think that's that's just really representative, like you said, of how connected we all are. Um, and I remember that was an idea I like first started grappling with back in high school. And now I just like keep, it, it just keeps reinforcing itself that like, we are just so connected and that kind of, I guess like religion is really just trying to express that. Right. Um, and like, I'm personally, I'm not religious at all, or I'm not really like spiritual either. I 
I like to say I really just believe in like human beings, you yeah, know. I like that. <laughs> and I think that's what like religion is trying to express, really, just in their own ways. But then people get caught up in like all the stories and whatnot, and then it just leads to you know all all this hate and battle. And again, there's like the internal battle and then the external battle. And I think a lot of times, some something it was kind of a realization I had today. Actually, I was uh, I had like a coaching call with the one of my coaches from Landmark and he was just talking about how a lot of time we externalize and this is part of like blaming other people for things you know we externalize problems that are actually going on inside like it's an internal battle that you're having but you project it out onto the world so as to not take responsibility for it totally when in reality it really is just inside yourself right but then it's cool how it's connected that when you go and clean things up outside they actually also resolve things on the inside so it's like it's this two-way thing where it's like the more you work on yourself, the more it shows up outside. And then the more actions you take outside to clean up your messes from the past, the more it like feeds your inner soul or whatever it is. Um, but another thing I wanted to say around the internal battle thing is that um, just this concept that it's a battle, right? And in a fight, like someone has to win. So kind of what I was saying beforehand is that we have this idea that one side has to win over the other. And for me personally, at least, like I've always battled with like, okay, does it make more sense for me to be more logical or more emotional? And there's like the whole, you know, some people are more logical problem solvers, some people are more emotional and like intuitive problem solvers. And I think what really changed the game for me was actually changing the context with, uh, of the relationship of those two things and that kind of what I was saying earlier that it, they don't have to be in battle with each other they can just be separate but like exist together right you know and one is not better than the other and that's I think my personal downfall and I'm assuming for the rest of humans just when you make things wrong there's always something that you're making wrong yeah and that's where that's where the suffering lies mm-hmm. is when you're making something wrong and again, a lot of times you're projecting it onto other people, but the real thing that's going on inside is that you're making a part of yourself wrong. And so the point is that you're actually creating your own suffering. And when you realize that, there's so much power because you realize you can create something, something else, you know, something, else something yeah. more beautiful. Totally. Yeah. So many things to say. <laughs> I'm going to use that. Oh, my God. Um, I feel like every time you talk, I'm like, oh, my God, wait, I have all these things I want to say. I remember this. Oh, my God, it's really hard. Um, <laughs> so about, like, projecting, um, I love that because I there's, there's just, just feels like whatever I'm upset about is just a mirror. Like yeah. I'm, I'm angry at you because you're doing things that I do that I hate about myself. Yeah. Like I, that was always my issue with my dad. So to like, same, <laughs> so to like resolve things with my dad is like, I can't even tell you. It's like a new freaking world because yeah. I'm like, that means I actually love myself. Yeah. The fact that I'm able to love him wholly yeah. means that I like, actually love myself yeah. like fuck yeah I know so it. beautiful it so good. yeah totally like I was so mad at him about all of these things that were I saw myself in yeah. every time he would do these things I'm like you drive me crazy when you do this thing yeah. and I'm like I hate that about myself yeah. and so I'm mad at you for doing that because yeah. it points out to me that that's wrong that mm-hmm. I shouldn't yes. be doing that and I don't want to acknowledge that at all yeah. but like 
something that I keep thinking of. I don't really know if this is relevant, but like, every, every <laughs> Everything time. Everything is relevant. Yeah, it's, it all, it's it all connected. Is. Yeah. Um, something that I keep thinking of when, as we're talking about, like, accepting both sides, I think about, like, the drug war and in, in the U.S., and I think about how in other countries I saw something I saw like a post on Facebook like a year ago or so Mm -hmm. and it was about like a batch of drugs that was going around in a foreign country yeah and it was a bad batch and so the police went around they like broadcasted it on tv and they went around putting up posters all over the place that said if you are doing whatever drug Mm -hmm. and somebody like passes out call this number, you won't be in trouble. Mm-hmm. We just want to get you the care you need. Right. It has been contaminated. And I think about, and again, I'm not really sure how it's relevant, but <laughs> it, it's what keeps coming up for me. Yeah. Um, but like in the U.S., because we're in this drug war, we're not looking out for each other. We're just making them wrong. Yeah. And so that making them wrong literally will kill them in that instance, you know? And so that's like a real world impact. Yeah. Yeah. And whereas making that, making it not a problem by putting the resolution out there is like a totally different way of looking at the exact same thing. Yeah. The, the thing is, bag of drugs has been contaminated right, right. you know what I mean like it's like the story around it. it's it's that's what I mean by like the context when you change the context right. like nothing that is actually happening out there is changing you're just changing the context under which you view it and that's what makes the difference and that's what creates the space to create something that's more beneficial for for yourself for others for humankind right so that's like exactly Perfect example. <laughs> I feel like I'm like so like philosophical about like the things I say, and then you're like, "Well, here's a real world example." <laughs> <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> I'm the host. <laughs> you're conceptualizing, but I'm like, yeah, this exactly. Example. Yeah, it works out well. Good, Good dynamic. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, the last thing that I want to say on that is another landmark philosophy. This is actually a physics philosophy, Mm -hmm. um, but no two things can exist at the same place at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so every time we have a negative mantra in our head, every time we believe that there cannot be good feelings or bad feelings or whatever we're trying to push out, whatever we resist persists and no two things can exist at the same place and at the same time. And so a lot of times it feels like we're having lots of feelings and lots of thoughts at the exact same time, but actually they're one right after the next. They're not occurring at the exact same time and space. Mm -hmm. And there are like brain scans and brain waves that like will demonstrate this to anybody who wants to find the research on it because I don't know where I learned that but I learned it but it's out there (laughs) again physics um so we believe that so we believe whatever we believe and we're putting that into the universe and there's no space in our brains in our hearts for something different than that that's it that's all that exists that is what is and we don't see the possibility for it yeah that's um that's another big thing I've been grappling with is kind of this concept of space right Mm -hmm. and I remember I think I first um I guess it first came up for me in like college I was studying abroad in Madrid and I was taking this like art course well it was it was like art and the city kind of thing and so it was it was kind of like history as well so it was kind of like the history of like Madrid and like the 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 city itself like how it was built and then it was also like street art and stuff like that 
And I remember there was just like this concept of space and like what we create in, in the space. And it was from kind of like an art perspective. But then like, I, I love this professor. Her name is Isabel. She's like the cutest thing ever, but also like so freaking smart. Yeah. And I remember she just like found a way to like have us see that it's it's not just about art, but that this concept of space exists in our lives as well. And it's right. like, you are like holding a space mm-hmm. and then you choose what you're putting into that space. And it's like exactly what you just said about like this physics um, concept that there, there can only be one thing in that space. I mean, there can be like different things in the space, but none of them are in one of the spaces, you know, right. like one area of the space. And so overall, it's like the context, the space has like one is one thing, you know, <laughs> trying to dumb this down. Like one container? Yeah, one <laughs> like container, right? But basically, you can't have two things like existing in that same space, but you can choose what you put in the space. And then the thing about like landmark is, kind of, and so I guess it's just like a matter of seeing your life as a space yeah, or like a canvas or, you know, whatever kind of analogy, analogy works, you want to yeah. use, right? But it really is about um, what you put, what you create on it. And up until Landmark, you know, me personally, I had like created something on this space that I didn't like. And right. I didn't realize, or right. you know, I liked some things, but I didn't like a lot of other things. And I didn't think that I could like change that picture that I had painted, right? And you, you, you can't, but you can put it into like its space of being belonging in the past. And then you realize like there's a space right now. And then there's a space later and there's like all these different spaces and you're not always confined to the same space and you can change what's in that. I guess like it's kind of analogy to like the present moment and we yeah, think what that, is now is, is what is. Yeah, not exactly. What was. And we, we kind of don't realize that we can like empty out like our past from our current space so that then we can create nearly from nothing rather than creating uh, the future as like a resolution to something or like fixing or changing or more of or less of whatever was in that space previously. We can actually like just put that where it belongs in the past and then create newly every day, every moment. Yeah. That's, that's like a really, really incredible concept is that like you can, you can resolve it. Mm-hmm. You, you can try to fix it all day up and down the wall yeah. uh, and it will always still be that thing that it mm-hmm. was just like slightly altered yeah. or you can resolve it, clean it up like yeah. what complete you said before, it. complete yeah. it and start over. Mm-hmm. And that, whoa, yeah. like literally like that will like blow your mind yeah. um, if you actually like grip that. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's just kind of like where we, we create from. And um, there's this uh, concept in Landmark. I don't know if um, they do it in the advanced course, but in the self-expression leadership program, which I'm coaching right now, it's uh, they call it your probable, almost certain future. And so it's basically... Yes, I heard of this yeah, concept, right. yeah. yeah, and so Briefly. It's, it's basically, uh, you know, as, as human beings, like it's just in our nature to kind of like a defense mechanism where we live in our present and we create our future from the past. So, you know, we, we internalize things, we create meaning, like that's just what our brain does. We create meaning around things that happen, right? Like our stories. And then we use that as a way to like, if something bad happens to you, you know, you have an emotion about something Mm -hmm. like this was scary. This was blah, blah, blah. Then your brain will internalize that and say, okay, I will never do that again. Like I will never put myself in a situation like that again. 
and so, circle. Yeah. We, we get on like an anxiety loop. Right. Yeah. And so you create these like defense mechanisms um, and like these ways of being so that you don't have to feel like that again, which mm-hmm. don't work anyways. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but the point is that you're actually living in fear of like your past happening again. And again, this happens on a large scale, global scale as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that externalizing. Yeah. And so that's your problem in the certain future. But then when you're able to put your past in your past, then you actually have the space to look at and you have the freedom to look at what do I want and not for the sake of anything other than this is what I want. It's like choosing rather than deciding. And it's, it's like, there's no reason to, it's just because you want to. Right. Um, so that's, that's kind of like the powerful alternative to your probable almost certain future is that you can um, create without having, well, I, I mean, your fears are always there, but it's kind of, you create in spite of your fears and knowing that like, you'll, you'll figure a way to make it work out. And if you don't, then you just complete it, clean it up and try again. <laughs> right. And I love the analogy that they use of like completing it and cleaning mm-hmm. it up because it feels so fresh and so clean. Yeah. Um, where, you know, I can say, all right, in my last relationship, I felt insecure. Mm-hmm. I felt like I wasn't enough. I felt like I was doing everything. I felt like I was unappreciated. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take all of those feelings. I'm going to acknowledge that I had them. I'm yeah. going to forgive myself for having them yeah. and acknowledge that the time has passed. Mm-hmm. It is in my past. I even reached out to my ex and tried to fix that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was really hard after uh, nine months of not speaking yeah, and, and four months before that and four months before that. Yeah. And So I like took responsibility for all these things in the relationship that I hadn't yet acknowledged because I'm a hundred percent responsible for a hundred percent of my relationships. And so if I want to not have that cleaned up with him, then I'm going to leave it there and it's going to linger. And those feelings are always just going to be in there, like contaminating my space. So instead I acknowledge the feelings that I had and I can fucking put them in a box now, forgive myself. And they're still there. Mm -hmm. They have their space, but that space is no more. And so going forward, I, you know, I'm creating new relationships and it's just really powerful. Like we have the magic wand, you know, we have the paintbrush. Yeah, definitely. And another thing going off of, you know, like completing and putting things in a box and in like their space is that when you don't complete things, uh, those same like things keep showing up, right? What you resist persists, right? They keep showing up. Why? Because you haven't dealt with them. And that's why I find it so important to deal with whatever comes up, even though it's hard. Like, yeah, of course it's hard. Especially when, like, your brain is conditioned to you to, like, not deal with those things. People that do the forum that are, like, 80 years old, they've had 80 years of conditioning that they have it that they cannot deal with those things. Like, they don't relate to themselves as people that can deal with emotions or whatever it is that is coming up for them. And so when you are able to just do it, like clean that up, complete it, acknowledge it and put it in the past, it's so freeing. And it really does give you the freedom and the power to do whatever you want with your life right. and, and really like create and live a life that you love and do so powerfully. Awesome. Well, I have said it to you 157 times, <laughs> but I am so grateful to have met you. I'm so grateful for the impact that you've already had on my life. I can't wait to see where like landmark takes us mm-hmm. and like where this friendship goes and maybe I'll be in California yeah, <laughs> and you 
Tucson. Because of me, yeah, instead of you coming all the way from California. <laughs> yeah, but no, seriously, um, so grateful. What it, what a day that was. We had such an awesome mm-hmm. night. It was yeah. like, that was really profound. Actually, um, our friend Tim Chapman from Australia. Shout out to Tim. Yeah, love you, Tim. He's going to be on here soon. Oh, okay. um, It's not scheduled yet, but yeah, he, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. We, we, we talked about it, but he, it's not scheduled yet. Um, Tim and I went to the Cliffs of Mower the following yeah, day. Yeah. And we had like the best time. We ended up like spending the next two days together. Um, but yeah, Galway, I've told you this. Galway is my favorite small city in Europe now. Mine so, too. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And actually, wait, real quick, I forgot to mention this, but the whole reason we met is actually because of Landmark, because my traveling came out of doing the Landmark Forum. Oh, yeah. I was not going to go on that trip. I, I did not like it was something I had always wanted to do, but um, didn't think I could because I thought, you know, I had to get a job or whatever, you know, I, right. the things I should be doing after college. And I like didn't think I had the money, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, long story short, the Landmark Forum gave me the tools to, it just opened up the, the possibility for me to go follow my passion of traveling. Right. And we wouldn't have met otherwise and we wouldn't yeah. be here. Yeah. So it's like come full circle. Exactly. Yeah. Suddenly you like saw things differently. You weren't in the scarcity yeah. mentality that we all no, just like yeah. kind of naturally are. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to acknowledge that really quickly also. Good job bringing it back up. <laughs> um, but so many people just never take that gap year in the U.S. It's mm. totally not a thing, yeah. but it's a thing all over the rest of the world. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm. how lucky am I that you took that gap year? I, I know. <laughs> We're all connected. We really are. Seriously. Really and, like, literally the people that I have impacted at all through this journey, through this podcast, through the Instagram, like, direct result. Yeah. of you taking that gap year so everybody out there oh who's thinking god. about traveling <laughs> honestly like, do it oh my god do it, it. um it really for me was a moment to just slow down well it was a few things which i don't want to like get into all of it but quickly we'll do another episode up. yeah yeah <laughs> it was really just a way to one of the things was a way to slow down and really just reflect right. on like what do i want to create in my life because I think, like, I'm, I guess as human beings, we're always just in this go-go mentality, especially in the U.S. Right. And we don't take the time to just do the things we love. And, like, life is now, guys. It's not any other time but now. So if you're not doing what you love right now, then when are you going to do it? You know, you're just going to keep waiting for this. And I think you mentioned this in another episode. Right. Yeah, like, I, I talk about waiting. this all the time. Yeah. yeah and, like, <laughs> my coach said this to me today, like, there's no point of arrival. Like you're always arriving right. into like now, the present moment. We are always, always, always on a journey. And mm-hmm. what's the point of surviving? Yeah. Because then you're just going to survive life. Like, right. no, you aren't. Yeah. You're going to die at the end. Yeah. And who fucking knows if you get off the curb tonight yeah. and get hit by a car. Right, like, right. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, like the, the mortality of that is shit. Yeah. Like, There's a one last quote. And then I promise I'm done. <laughs> I was watching a Werner Earhart. He's the creator of Landmark Methodology. And something that stuck out to me was that he said something about the nature of human beings and what's possible beyond the nature of human beings. So, and then he rephrases it and says, it's about like what you wound up with and what's possible beyond what you wound up with. So, like, we all wound up being a certain way, right? That's how we, we view life as happening to us. And then there's actually something beyond that, which is, like, surviving versus, like, actually living, mm-hmm. which I thought was so interesting. Like, your brain's function is to have you survive. 
Right. But then whatever it is, your soul or like, I don't know what it is, like the ego, whatever you want to call it, right. the self, that's what has you actually live. But a lot of people don't even know they're separate from their brain, you know, like that they actually are not conscious of the fact that you are not your thoughts. So, yeah, I mean, I think that that's what that's like the struggle for consciousness that we're in right now. And I'm so grateful for it that we like we're literally in the age of Aquarius right now, mm-hmm. our generation, which is all about like new beginnings and fresh starts and like mm-hmm. healing, like yeah. healing energy. And so to just become aware of our unawareness Mm -hmm. is like totally the first step because that's what started me on the journey too. Like while I was traveling, I realized how unaware I had been, how in the stands I had been Mm -hmm. and how unhappy I had been and how to allow myself to be. And I took no responsibility for it. I was just like, life is just happening to me. This is my job. This is my unhappy relationship. This is my shit relationship with my father this is my mm-hmm. shit relation you know this is me letting everything go to shit yeah and it's just I'm so unlucky yep. life sucks yep. and this is just, just how it is these are the cards I was dealt and yeah. that's just not the reality of it <laughs> like I, and you really do realize it traveling but I think that there's a million ways to realize it yeah. um and so just bringing awareness to your lack of presence mm-hmm. and your lack of awareness awareness yeah. is the first step yeah. and so I hope that if you haven't already realized whoever you are, wherever you are, that you are unaware AF, most likely. Most likely. And if you're not aware that you're unaware, then you're like super unaware. Then you're even more more unaware. (laughs) But like, I hope that that's why you're here. And that's why you're listening, because there is so much more. And I don't believe that all that more is reserved for a certain kind of person. I believe oh truly that we all have access to it. We just don't know. Yes. Oh my God. I love, I had a whole conversation with my dad about that the other day. <laughs> it's so true. Like literally anyone. And you know, we could go on about this forever, but it's back to the just a box and how you define yourself, and right. How you define others and just really like the power around your word and how you perceive others, how, how others occur to you and how you have power over that. And by shifting how others show up for you, you are actually empowering them because you see possibility in them and then then they have the chance to see that possibility in themselves. Yeah. So. I mean, I always say my favorite mantra, this is from uh, Danica Breisha. I did her self-love course like a week or two after I started the blog. So mm-hmm. I think January, February. And she gives you like lists and lists of like positive affirmations and mm-hmm. mantras. And my favorite one out of the six pages of affirmations <laughs> um, is I shine my light to remind others that they can too. Yes. And it's, yeah, and it's just my favorite because when we show up authentically, when we share vulnerably, when we are what we are authentically mm-hmm. and expressed powerfully, yes. We empower, just like you said, empower others to show up in their own self. I'm not asking you to show up the way I'm showing up. No, no. Bring your own energy, bring your own passion, your own vision, your own future, bring your own possibility, but stand in this with me, stand in this light with me because we will shine brighter together. Definitely. Yeah. And that's what sharing is all about is like, don't be selfish about your transformation, like share it with others and inspire them and show them that they, they have it in them too. They're just... They just haven't discovered it yet. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's all there. It's all always already there. 
you just have to look for it and declare it and create it with right? your word and then with your actions. And like also getting getting in touch with when those transformations are really minor and you do have a breakthrough moment and you by not acknowledging it, you don't remember that it yeah. even happened. You have to acknowledge it. It's like when you wake yes. up in the morning and you have a, you had this crazy dream. You don't tell anyone about it. It's gone. It's gone. It disappears. That's it. Everything. It's the same thing with a breakthrough. If yeah. you have a breakdown in life and you don't talk to anybody about it, this is a quote that I love from the angry therapist, the guy who wrote, I, I used to be a, a miserable fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's awesome. Uh, he says, live life with a highlighter. And what that means is like when something happens to you, literally highlight it, mm-hmm. write a note about it and tell someone about it. Like teach someone instantly. And it doesn't have to be in an advice giving way. It right. has to be in just a sharing way. Yeah, like yeah. share what you just learned Definitely. because you impact someone yeah. by not sharing it. You also impact everyone yes. around you because yes. you were stingy with that mm-hmm. share. Yeah. And it's why like literature was such a huge breakthrough for humanity. You're actually creating something outside of yourself that can then impact people for years to come. Like that's yeah. what a legacy is, you know? Right. All this stuff, but I think we need to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> the legacy is what I want to leave with this. Podcast. Yes, legacy. my legacy. You are all legacies. Everyone that's listening <laughs> will create your own legacy. Yeah, seriously. Like yeah. we all have to have an like we whether or not you acknowledge that you have an impact, you, you do. do. Yeah. You just get to choose what that impact is. Exactly. So true points. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lucia, thank you so much for being here with me. I'm so excited. Thank you for inviting me here to this laundry room. Yes, I love it. And <laughs> shout out to Kelly for providing us with her laundry room in Brooklyn. And thank you, Liz. <laughs> I just want to acknowledge you for what you're doing with this podcast. And like, I honestly wish I could just carry you around in my pocket. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, when you generate yourself, like that inspires me to generate myself and then inspire others, you know. Same thing. Butterfly effect. We all impact each other. Right. So anyways, thank you too, Liz, for having me. (laughs) I've loved having this conversation with you. Yeah, I so appreciate it. It really, like, means so much to me. And I keep saying in all of the episodes, like, don't forget to, like, vocally support me. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, I still need a little, A, I need a little bit of external validation, first of all. But B, like, the only way that the message gets proliferated the only way that we make an impact is by talking yes, about it absolutely. um so i so appreciate you telling your friends about it yeah. and being so like vocally grateful um and just saying it now also yeah. makes me feel seen and loved oh, and yeah. appreciated so thank you um thank you can they too. follow you anywhere do you want sure. them to sure <laughs> um, if you would like you should probably put it in the show notes though because okay. my last name is so freaking yeah. long but you can follow me on instagram at lucia underscore frederick I won't spell it for you. <laughs> Every time you say your last name, I'm like, oh, I'm going to remember it this time. And then people ask, how do you pronounce it? And I'm like, do you want the Italian pronunciation or the American pronunciation? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lucia, thank you again. We'll see you next Thanks, time. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find me on Instagram at Liz Without a Pillow. If you loved what you listened to or know somebody that would, please share it. Screenshot the episode in the podcast app, share it to your Instagram story, and tag me. If you'd like to lend your personal support, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be so grateful. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. See you then.